Uh, welcome to the RCR podcast. It is RCR podcast number 49, New York Comic Con, for lack of a better term, because that's how, uh, that's just what I came back from. Anyway, I am Nick. I'm Brian. And yeah, I saw an earlier question up top uh, from somebody in the chat asking what happened to the Dale documentary I was in. The timeline that I was given was either fall 2018 or at some point in the first quarter of 2019. Mm. So there's really like there's no trailer yet, but this has been four years or more of this guy's life. It's a passion project for him in a huge way. And um, Mm. I'm proud to have been a part of it uh, in any small way. But yeah. Mm. Oh, no, I'm good for now. I got Mm. my coffee from... They're rebranding to just Duncan. They want to get rid of donuts. Uh, not not get rid of donuts, but just the name, the word donuts. We, we've been we've been uh, we've been shortening it to Duncan anyway. Yeah, they've been doing it in their own ad campaigns. If America runs on Duncan, Duncan. But, so yeah, Duncan Donuts. Duncan. Well, we all know it's donuts. So are they gonna save on ink? Or is this somebody new in marketing who's stirring the pot just to make his or her or their mark? Yeah, it's like the whole IHOB thing of becoming International House of Burgers and then them walking that back when it went over like a fart in church (laughs) and saying that, oh, it was only a promotion. We never intended to permanently change it. It's like, then why did you remove the P's and add B's to all of your storefronts? Yeah. You know, uh, because you want to be known for more than pancakes. But no, stick with the thing you do well. It's what Gordon Ramsay tells everybody on Kitchen Nightmares. Pick one thing and do it really well. If you're known for the guy who makes really good pancakes, so what? Why not? Like this this one place Nick and I go to uh and right. There's a number of places we go yeah, to, yeah, but yeah, yeah. my local one is known for breakfast, really good breakfast. They did they do other things? Eh, not that great. Yeah. The salads are like I mean, it's above average, but it's not blowing my mind. It's not like a dedicated health food salad place that has like really fresh vegetables like i know this stuff came from a supermarket yeah the- but their eggs and their breakfast sandwiches mm-hmm. amazing so what's wrong with that being known for a place that does really good breakfast sandwiches yeah my uh, the, the salads are fine they just give you an irresponsible amount of it yeah it's just this whole thing of salad that that's meant to feed like three people i'd like a chef salad <laughs> i'd like just rolls of rolls of of cooked ham yeah. and uh, a pastrami on a sandwich because oh you got you get your money's worth. It's like that Family Guy bit of uh, a salad from every Italian mm-hmm. pizza place. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Someone asked uh, how the car search is going for my mom. Uh, very slowly, we are kind of testing out things, trying to figure out what it is she wants. I think she's kind of married to the idea of a Highlander, but um, oh, that question was from Eric Pedersen. Hey, Eric. Um, she found this 2013 Highlander. Now, granted, she doesn't want to go lower than 2015 because she's of the mind that cars of a certain age it's it's she's weirdly ageist about cars and i'm like ma it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter how old a car is and it's mileage it really depends on the owner yeah but i understand having like it's me like me and motorcycles mm. i've driven old bikes for a long time 
I want a new bike. I want a modern motorcycle. Your mom wants a modern car. Yeah. Because what, what, what's the Impala or the Malibu? Oh, the Malibu is 2002. And she's had it yeah. every single one of those 16 years. Yeah. And what's crazy. Oh, Workforce 520 asked a mom question. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody asked a mom question. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they wanted 20000 for this 2013 Highlander. And that's before titles and all that other mess. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, she's just like hard pass. Because now, from the experience that we had at the dealership, she kind of has a better idea of what it is she's willing to pay. Like, she mm-hmm. had that idea before, but she wasn't sure that she'd be able to get something she wanted for the price she wanted it mm-hmm. but now that she realizes that there actually are kind of options out there i had people um after the last podcast i really want to say thank you to everyone who reached out to me after the podcast um to offer suggestions for my mom's uh new car to, just to refresh people's memories uh what she was looking for was a seven passenger vehicle that preferably had some kind of entertainment system in it for the kids just to kind of stop them from making kid noises. Uh, But she's kind of compromised on six passenger and no sort of um, or eight passenger. Yeah. But she's like compromised on there being six. Like she'll take a six. She still wants a third row. Yeah. She still wants a third row. I think a third row is good. Yeah. But can can, I just turned on a little fan here. Tell me if you can hear this yeah because I, I put a fan on just because i'm drinking scotch right now and when i drink i get sweaty yeah. so i got this little breezer going on and tell me if you can hear that fan in the background i put on a vest for this i found it in my trunk from la- from the rcr christmas party i put it on my in my trunk and then just never took it out again and now it's here uh yeah saying can't hear it can't hear it very nice. Can't hear the fan. Awesome. Very nice. Can't hear that fan. So basically, I've got recommendations to everything from um, Chrysler Pacifica to um, a GMC something. I yeah. Arcadia. Arcadia. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody know anything or drive anything about a GMC Arcadia? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the thing about it is that it kind of looks like an ascent if you squint yeah <laughs> which i mean it's just an idea but yeah. um yeah my mom is just really eager to get rid of the uh-huh. uh malibu because remember how she mentioned how basically the dealership that she got it from and was doing all the um work and maintenance on it mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out what the problem was and i was um and so they told her to drive for like x number of miles and then bring it back and see what the deal is well now she uh oh re- oh it's a rebad chevy traverse there you go well now we now, know. now we know what it yeah. is <laughs> my uh, brother rear-ended an arcadia in the truck the other day it fared better well, yeah. which one fair oh the arcadia uh, i had an arcadia transmission broke stay the hell away from those transverse monstrosities really yeah arcadias are nice uh my neighbor had one but traded it for an explorer Someone forget the Arcadia ever existed. The GMC Arcadia is fine. It's rebadged, much better looking Traverse. My mom likes the Arcadia's looks, but my dad disapproves. GMC Arcadia is a standard run-of-the-mill SUV with a transverse V6 auto box and back seat suck even, uh, and the back seats suck even on the, the Denali. Well, oh. the Denali is a 
Do they use the same seats from a Denali? Because a Denali is the big one. Yeah, that one's... A Denali uh, is what they build the Escalades out of now. Yeah. So... That's the thing. Like, I started to think about used Escalades, but used... Like, remember that one we drove? That's so much car. It's so much car. Yeah, the Velour interior for Sin. That one. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, no, no. I'm thinking of the suburban. Uh, mm. No, the Escalade. That was even. That was just a lot. The, the, whatever leather GM uses just doesn't hold up, and we don't want leather really anyway. Yeah. Because the kids are gonna mess it up, and it's just it's just gonna be a mess. But I, we figured it's going to be kind of a time intensive process of finding this car because we live in an area where we don't have a whole bunch of options. You gotta but leave. Yeah. We gotta. Yeah, we gotta go on a drive, which I don't mind doing. I'll drive my mom wherever she needs to go but um she just doesn't want to drive the malibu long distances so you know um, is what it is i'm my pitch is for the toyota sienna toyota sienna it uses the same engine as the uh highlander mm. uh it is a minivan very nice um so, and it does have a third row mm. Yeah, so my mom has no problem with it being... You may be able to get them cheaper than SUVs because I don't want to drive a minivan. I need a truck. Yeah. You know. All right. So minivan, it it may be cheaper. Who knows? If if I can wrangle one up, I I, I looked through through our submissions and no one in the area has a new Sienna. Like, hey, like, that'd, that'd be neat if someone in, like... East Central Pennsylvania has a 2015 or newer Toyota Sienna that Nick's mom can just drive yes. outside of a dealership or buying scenario yeah. where you can honestly be honest about what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, if you sometimes when you're searching for a new car, you have that one person who has a holdup about it because the thing is that they want something that will project their masculinity more. And me, I don't care because I'm not going to be driving the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to be driving this thing. This is just all her. Workforce so. 520 says, and I know I'm skipping ahead of a few super chats, but I haven't forgotten the other ones. Uh, we have an Acadia at my work. If they can last in a rental fleet with a few problems and they can last with mom, all wheel drive works great. Height adjustable lift gate. And my mom is always saying, I want something with all wheel drive. And even like you could tell her, you know, four wheel drive is fine, but she still wants the all wheel drive. Um, One guy, Aaron Hein, Heinan, 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 Sienna, Sienna, Sienna. They are far, they are by far the best minivans on the market they even have all-wheel drive versions too so nice on road trips yeah it's definitely um, uh worth looking into i'm liking t- all the t- toyota sequoia is too much car i think it's a sequoia a forerunner a rebadged forerunner i don't know but those are big yeah my mom doesn't mind driving a big car but i think i, I mean because hell fleet she's... sienna interior doesn't hold up holes in the floor mm. eesh well mm. that's kind of yeah mm. It's gonna it, just I mean, get a Honda Pilot. Seriously, the Pilot shits down the throat of the rest. Honda Pilots are good. Um, do they have third rows? Lant, Lant, yep, they do. Huh. They're tall and they're big. Um, uh, maybe your mom would like it. You are she. She's going to be ascending into the driver's seat <laughs> like a kindergartner on the big kids' playground slide. Uh. 
I, I, and this is one of those things where like, sorry, mom, I like, she doesn't watch the podcast, so it's fine. But, uh, one of her things was always, she hated being short because mm. she wanted to be in the Marines, but she was like too short. Oh. <laughs> and it's one of those things, uh, where I think it almost would fulfill some loftier idea of who she could be have been if she were born taller mm. if she ascends into yeah. this enormous car and oh she doesn't mind being in a tall vehicle no she doesn't mind uh really anything like i'm trying to think of things that actually bother her with regards to cars i mean granted it would be a bigger car than she's ever owned or driven mm. but um i mean she's driven like moving trucks before All and right. she's not a stranger to having big things on the road um she's more what bugs her is encountering bigger things on the road she just my mom is kind of like that she too. has that anxiety of being dwarfed by like an 18 wheel she'll just let an 18 wheeler pass and uh, then just sort of idle behind them until she uh, can pass um but yeah I did want to get into uh, New York Comic Con just for a little bit. Yeah. Don't um, worry. We'll get to the Super we Chat will questions. Get and trust me, I will eventually come back to this live chat once the video is updated and just go through everyone's suggestions yeah. for ideas. Um, just so you know, Henry, with your question, thoughts on UFC 229, the controversy surrounding Khabib and McGregor. Gosh, we could go on for that. We yeah. did. We were talking about that before then. But Henry, you are our bookmark where we're going to come back to the super chat once we get done well once nick gets done yeah. with his uh new york comic-con stories yeah well basically okay so i go there and i get invited to a uh pop-up which is for the new game of thrones whiskey you know they have those monsters on game of thrones that are called white walkers well johnny walker decided they were going to do a game of thrones whiskey called johnny walker white walker or it's just white walker so you go in and i was standing in this line for an hour because i'm an idiot apparently um but as you get closer to this place uh you start to feel the cold and as they open it it's almost like they've redesigned this place to be an almost wintry you know you look like you're north of the wall from game of thrones and they have these casks of of scotch in there and uh the basically you get to try it but it's one of those things where i don't think they noticed if you take more than one which i did because i'm terrible so uh and they had a whole little thing of pretzels all along the walk and so you could like take pictures in there and uh you know do the whole social media thing but i was more about just trying the whiskey and as soon as i tried it i was like okay like i can rock with this but it was kind of too smooth if that makes any sense like there was smoother than this well because that's the glenn levitt 15 that justin burnash gave us uh oh they're about on level i mean my thing is that glenfiddich I, i'm sorry yeah my thing is that like i want my scotch to have a little bit of bite to it Me too. and this one kind of didn't uh it was a good whiskey though so i couldn't really complain but then when you get to the end of the thing there's a little place where you can take pictures and also buy a bottle but the problem is if you buy a bottle they don't let you back into the convention center because this is outside of the jacob javits oh. center so i would have had to walk all the way back to my hotel 
and then dropped that off and then walked all the way back to the convention center. And after that, I was just like, screw this. So I yeah. went back to the convention center. Oh, I messed up my, th- I got a minor cut on my thumb from making ginger tea. Is it in that one place where, you know, you got, you need multiple band-aids to keep it on? Oh, uh, it's at the top right here. I got some stuff for that. Oh, I mean, it's happened on Monday and I think it's already kind of closing up. Um, but it was just very, uh, you know, mm. yeah, it smells awful. But this is great if you get a cut. Oh, is it area like, with that liquid bandage stuff? Liquid bandage. It stings skin. like a motherfucker when you put it on, but it's only for a second and then it stops. Uh, Maybe you don't even feel anything because it's closed. Yeah, it's like closing up. Like two days ago, it was wide open. I thought I was going to have to go get a st- like one stitch. Yes, uh, emergency room doctor, one stitch, please. Yeah. Uh, but I make my own uh, ginger tea and I was using the peeler to get the skin off and uh just completely you know wasn't thinking nicked myself and uh yeah that was the story of me but anyway i go back in and they have a bunch of more cars at new york comic-con this year than any year that i can remember previously Mm -hmm. and the wraps are more on the car are more ridiculous than i remember them ever being in the sense that um okay the first three Chevys, when you walk in, are all Disney badged. Uh-huh. So you get um, uh, an Equinox that is uh, wrapped with... I'm losing my hair, Clock Monster. That's what's up. Mm. I'm, I'll be 40 in three years. Mm. Men lose their hair. Sorry about that. It happens. No, But uh, I think there's... The Equinox was Nightmare Before Christmas. Um the Corvette, which I posted on the regular cars Facebook page mm-hmm. and on my Twitter, is just it had a bunch of different Disney things. But on the hood was that scene from The Little Mermaid where like Ariel is like leaning up and oh, the that, wall yeah. splashes behind her. It's just so weird. It's like a, a wife said that her husband could finally get a Corvette, but he had a she had one like catch oh, to yeah. it. But um. Then there was a bolt that was covered in Mickey Mouse livery. And then when you go way the hell back, you know, they have the same Camaro that's uh, American Cancer Society for whatever reason. I don't know why it's the Camaro every year, but they had some inflatable animal that I couldn't describe or figure out what it was. It looked like some kind of monkey, but or some kind of, you know, ape of some kind but uh-huh. for whatever reason it was wearing a pink t-shirt and you couldn't really make out what it was. Uh-huh. And then uh they had a Chevy Tahoe that was wrapped around with like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse livery, which is the point of because yeah, the, the the movie's coming out in December. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff. I got to meet uh, the pro wrestling legend Sting. Uh, oh, Sting! Sting is great. When I when I was little, I thought that Sting and Sting were the same person. He actually Sting the wrestler actually owns the trademark to the name Sting. Like he really? got it first. Oh. Um, yeah, and so it's one so, of those. So what is? Can Sting not put like the artist Sting cannot put in the name Sting on his album? No, he's just letting him use it. Eh. Like because you know there's no 
point to be a dick about it. Mm. Um, but also, you know, and it's the name Sting. It's kind of a weird uh it's it's a word you know and so it's weird to kind of it's an action like it's it's, verb it's copyrighted for pro wrestling thing so like sting the singer cannot come to a wrestling thing and be sting okay and be promoted as sting like hey sting is coming yeah and then you get there it's like that one full house where they think rem is going to be playing the smash club and it's just these old ladies who abbreviate their band name using the first letter of each of their first names yeah that is a very deep pool i'm sorry Uh, but there were a lot of uh, other really cool things I mean like I had this conversation with Sting about the the holder that I had for my camera and whether I thought it was secure Mm. in there and I had uh, my 20 year old step nephew with me for two of the days and he's a huge anime fan and the reason I wanted to bring him was because he was such he'd never gotten to experience anything like this before and so he was like a kid in the candy store mm-hmm. with all the cosplay going around but what's weird is that the uh when we briefly got separated i ran it into the uh hormone monster from the netflix series uh big mouth which it's a very That's dirty with nick crawl right? yeah yeah and so uh basically you could go up and hug the hormone monster and he would encourage you to like rub his nipple or do whatever and so i went up i was like hugging him and he like you know grabbed me and all that other stuff and then they have you they offer you a waiver to sign so they could use it in a promo and so i'm like i don't care i've done worse in an average rcr episode or said worse right yeah um and i still haven't seen that like promo even though big mousey season yeah. two has already been released but it turns out did that dry oh yeah oh, okay Ooh, very nice um that usually stays on through one shower huh. like, it takes a while for that stuff because it's like an adhesive mixed with uh iodine or antiseptic so someone was worried that it only comes with one brush that that doesn't mean it's sterile no it's like half al it's like half alcohol in there there's no bacteria growing in mm-hmm. that jar huh Anyway, you were saying. Oh, and before I get back to my story, uh, Andres, uh, best of luck on your ophthalmology test tomorrow. Oh. Uh, so rock and roll. Rock and but, roll. Um, anyway, it fa- I found out at the end of it that it turns out Nick Kroll was in the hormone monster suit the entire time. That's That was the it was twist. Just what? It was Nick Kroll? Yeah, Nick Kroll Fuck was walking off. around in the suit. And so I'm like, okay, so I just molested Nick Kroll for some reason. <laughs> um, you know, because they're like, Shit. as they're taking the picture, they're like, you know. I was just listening to him with on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, he's great. Like, Big Mouth is a hilarious show, and it's just this R, hard R-rated oh. um, animated series about like 12 and 13 year olds who are going through puberty and how they're dealing with the changes in their bodies and the sexuality there's a character who like um uses his pillow as like a real doll and then they have a subplot where like the pillow gets pregnant uh because like the the pillow i guess there's a limited amount of inanimate objects that are real in this universe. But anyway, I haven't started season two yet because I'm dedicated to finishing this RCR story before we leave for all stand. But, uh, and it will be done. It will. I look at me. Mm-hmm. I will finish this RCR story by, uh, it will go live next Monday. All five episodes are dropping at one time in a playlist. It's going to be Nick flicks and chill. And you guys <laughs> are going to be open to watching all of it. And I hope you all enjoy it because I literally did not work on my graduate thesis this hard like nuts yeah this is more time and effort than anything that i put into anything for this channel or anything that i put in for my own you know 
I hope this is going to be on on the level with uh, down the rabbit hole. Yeah, that I, guy puts out one documentary every two or three months. Yeah. Oh, what was the one that I just watched of his? Oh, the Gamer Life. Yeah. Which I was kind of amazed because I'm like that. How did that get popular? Yeah. There was no craft in that show whatsoever. Yeah. He's standing in front of a TV that's playing the game that they're doing, which I guess, you know, that's the least you could do. But then you're trying to get, instead of doing the video card, you're just a camera filming this thing and you can't even say, it's weird. That's a great episode of Down the Rabbit Hole. But yeah, um, Ultimately, New York Comic Con was a lot of fun. I saw a lot of amazing cosplay. My uh, image folders that I of all the uh, pictures that I took, I uploaded them to Imager on my account, Regular Cars the Roman, and um, it went it went viral. Went to the front page Ooh. of uh, Imager uh, twice. So I ended up in their most viral category twice. And I think most of it is because it's um, creative cosplay, but a lot of it is because, you know, really good looking women, not even necessarily like skimpily clad, like the most gorgeous person there who Mm -hmm. I'm like, I found the woman I'm going to marry was dressed as Siri from The Witcher 3. And, you know, there's nothing like really suggestive about the costume. It's just she was stunning. And then uh, there was also a woman there who's there every year. And I always love her cosplays. And I tell her this every time I see her. But uh, she was walking around as uh, a cover for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, with I the saw head that cut picture. Out. She's like, it's like that's, that's, that, that's just exceptional. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was my experience in New York Comic Con. It's great every year. It's my personal Disney World to me. So, yeah. I still have never been to a comic convention. I mean, I don't think that like my read is that I don't think you would enjoy it um, just because it involves sort of um, a weird amount of. Well, actually, no, because there is this feeling of generalized acceptance. I mentioned this in my New York Comic Con diary from last year, uh, that it's the one place where I can go where I feel like I don't have to explain myself. Okay. Because I I'm weird, but I can be as weird as I want. I don't have mm. to uh worry that people <clears throat> oh, sorry, oh, excuse I just me. farted in the direction of my fan uh, and now my sins are uh coming back to me. Yeah. But basically I feel like I um never have to explain myself that everyone's going to get a reference that I make mm, or yeah. anything that I do, or it's even better when you see something that's a reference that people don't understand. And, but you do, and yeah. you, you point it out to that person and then they light up because they get the reference or they get that you get it. Yeah. Um, I dressed up as Connor from Detroit become human. One of the days, which is a video game, great uh, story. And it's, I got recognized like a couple of times. Nice. Um, and that's never as happened. Connor as or Connor. As Connor. Okay. Um, there was uh, an RCR fan there, and I was hoping to run into that person, but I didn't get to. Because... Oh, there was another guy who knows who you are who was there too. He owns. He... Do you remember the Black Trans Am we filmed down in Oaks? Yep. Oh gosh. Was this a day where there was a gun show going on in the Maybe. Con- in the convention center there? Uh. And we were like debating or no, flirting with this going. This was to a gunship. different day. Yeah. Um anyway, it's a black Trans Am. It was the one where the guy took the three oh five engine out, put in a three fifty with a carburetor. Do you remember that? I think I do. I think I vaguely remember this. 
Okay, the the fan of us who was at San Diego Comic-Con, I like linked you in, in a tweet. He was there. He does a bunch of voiceover work for games, but I or <coughs> animes, like two English animes, and I huh. forget what. I ran into him at too many games. Yeah. Uh uh it's weird. Like I go to the too many games because it's local. And I also know the owners from Screenwave because they're car guys. Yeah. And half the time it's just me talking to them about cars and not yeah. video games. Um, uh, anyway, that was one person at Comic-Con that I thought, or New York Comic-Con that I thought you met. Yeah, the reason I ended up not running He's into He's a black them, guy with a mohawk. Do you remember that? Now I do. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's all you need to say. <laughs> um, that, but the... I ended up missing him because that was the day of the uh, whis- uh, the scotch tasting mm. and it was off site and I was gone for, you know, two hours, well, hour and a half of which was just waiting in line. And then the other half was just getting back mm. to the convention center. And I mean, I swear the and I do plan on going to the New York Auto Show this year. I had a good time as like the roving intrepid reporter who was just kind of there and actually reporting on the cars because I made my New York auto show video in an attempt to be funny, Mm -hmm. but I found that just as much if I just talked about the new cars that were coming out and what the new features are in an almost like Doug DeMuro, Saab Kyle kind of way, Mm -hmm. people didn't seem to mind it. Like it didn't have to be funny. And so mm-hmm. I kind of like having that freedom of like, if I want to go there and I'm not feeling like on yeah, that I can just say, Hey, look at this. This is what they announced. This is the news this is what's real in the streets. Yeah. And, uh, people can kind of get something out of that. And now the bus, instead of taking us to the port authority, it drops you off right in Weehawken. You take a ferry over and then that ferry shits you out right in front of the Javits center. It's beautiful. It's fucking tremendous. Joe Rogan, <laughs> but Yeah. How's your uh, knee doing? Okay, knee stories and my rehab on my right knee. The diagnosis is chronopatella something. Uh, You will know it by its more street name, runner's knee. Ah. All it is is I overused my knee because I run all the time and I do nothing but cardio. Everything that involves knees and legs because it's always leg day for me. Yeah. Cardio is like your favorite though. I know. So what happened, according to like the doctor's diagnosis, what chronopatella, what runner's knee is, is I use my knee so much that the cartilage underneath the patella, which is the scientific name for the kneecap, mm. uh, is wearing down. Mm. So it hurts. Uh, it's uh, it's like a bushing on a, on a car, like tie rod ends, just wearing out. You, yeah. They're getting old. Unfortunately, you can't really replace it unless you do total knee uh, replacement surgery. So... Uh, what they did was they said, well, we could think about surgery and I'm paraphrasing what the doctor said, or we can shoot you up, shoot you full of steroids and, uh, inflammation suppressors and you take it easy for six months. It was six months, six weeks. Yeah. yeah, So doctor's orders are no, no leg work for six weeks, which is right. Now my legs. All right. I can't do cardio, can't do legs, and I can't run. I can't even do the elliptical, not even the rowing machine. Like nothing that excessively bends bends huh. the knee, because as the as you bend your knee, the 
the kneecap rides in this groove between uh, the what's your big bone in the upper part? Oh, um, uh, it's not the femur, tibia, is it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, between the two, where the two bones meet, the patella runs in between the two. Yeah. So, uh, avoid excessive bending of the knee. Certainly no squats. Um, no deadlifts. What uh, about in Austin, the uh, slow rolling shots? Like, do you want me to get those? Uh, well, I can't take the uh, steady cam with oh, yeah, the plane that's anyway, right. so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, no worries. Um, so, it's Thursday, and about on Tuesday... Okay, so the nurse goes away and comes back with what looks like a little takeout tray... That's her. Me- that's sealed, and she peels away the lid like a little aluminum tray, like you would get at a takeout place, like yeah. curry. <laughs> and she peels away the lid, and inside, I guess it's like the knee steroid kit. It says everything you need. She peels it up, pulls out this needle. It's got uh, about a three-inch uh, needle a, part, yeah. and like a five-inch cartridge on the back and it's filled with stuff and i'm like she's saying okay this is a steroid shot uh you may experience irritability (laughs) and flushing of the face relax it's like there's gonna be a slight pin so she grabs the skin below the patella it's like okay there's like i'm gonna go in sideways I don't look at it. What what I wanted to do, I asked her, like, can I film this? And she <laughs> says, no one has ever asked me that before. So I didn't film it yeah. because I wanted to make a, like, like just like a, a video that just, that's just me saying, roids, 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 <laughs> roids, roids, and like watching this stuff. Like, I am getting a steroid shot. So she, she injects it into the uh, area just below the uh, patella and then starts massaging it says well I gotta move it around a little bit I mm. guess get it to absorb faster and says okay there's some uh, 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 numbing agent numbing agent in uh, in the mix and you're gonna feel fine for the first day but once that wears off you may experience eleva- elevated levels of pain and, and I have a look, like I lean over and look at the ingredients that's on it. And sure enough, it said lidocaine. And immediately my mind went to No Country for Old Men, where yeah. where Sugar does the self-surgery part. Yeah. And I, I pause that, pause the clip when I'm looking at it again on YouTube and saying, oh, lidocaine. That's what the character is just injecting into himself. Yeah. Um, uh, sure enough, lidocaine works instantly as a numbing agent. Like it's, it's just, it, it just dulls all pain so and it dulls it to the point like when i put weight on it like i couldn't feel my knee at all it's like it's, it's but like no pins and needles it's like everything's dead right here damn so i i kind of like walk a little bit weird <laughs> and hand in my insurance card pay my 40 dollar copay and um and by the time i was out the door it like kind of felt normal nice. the next day you know, yeah, pain came back. It was kind of sharp most of the day. Um, she said, don't exercise for three days. Like, just don't do anything. Just take it easy. That was tough for me. Yeah, like, like that's like telling you nothing. not to breathe. I know. And sure enough, the irritability was real. Like, I remember there's this um, girl I talked to a lot at the grocery store. 
and I'm like having a really fast conversation with her. It like generally feels like I'm sipping coffee all day long. Huh. And then when I can go to the gym after the three days, it's like, well, for the next six weeks until uh, I think it's the last week of November when I go in for the follow up. And I guess then they'll tell me I can do leg stuff again. Um, it's all upper body stuff for the next six weeks. So that's what I've been doing at the gym. Just, and the first time back, like I'm curls, 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 curls. Wake up the next day, there's no pain. Huh. That's the queer part about it. Because like normally if I do, because I hardly work upper body at all. Yeah. So I start working on it. I was like, I recover instantly. It's like, no wonder people do juice. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. This, that's, is, this is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stuff heals really fast yeah that's it's a hell of a drug yeah so just hope usada doesn't visit <laughs> like i'm gonna piss hot <laughs> yeah but but also like there was like super confidence last week like i was going up and talking to people like assertively like i wouldn't done and i pissed this guy off while riding my motorcycle well not riding it here's what happened i stopped at a turkey hill on my way back from hanging out with ted uh ted is the uh graphic designer who designed the RCR logo and he rides motorcycles. And I just bought, a, uh, I sold my DR as you saw in the, the previous, uh, um, Vigeo. And I bought a 2008 Suzuki GSX 650 F. So I wrote it down to, uh, uh, Ted's and on the way back, I, I stopped for gas and, uh, to just get like two eggs. I stopped at Turkey Hill and there was like nothing healthy in there except for those two eggs yeah, that are in the thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right, eggs are fine. So I get two eggs and I'm eating them and up pulls up this Honda with like really childish phrases written on it. Mm. Like, like breaking necks, taking names, like vinyl on the windshield. <laughs> it's lowered. It's got the boat. It's like the, the Ben Hur spikes. Oh. that are on the lug nuts and i look at it and i just laugh right in the guy's face i thought i had my uh smoked face shield on nope i had yeah. the clear one he sees me laughing and he looks at me and he gets out of the car like an angry 20 year old would yeah where everything's angry and this is his aggressive civic it's not a turbo and I'm like, this is silly. And have, and what I'm really laughing at is myself because I drove the exact same type of car in 19, 2000. Yeah. Uh, by Dodge Neon with the racing stripes that I put on myself <laughs> and the Knight Rider scanner light and the light up windshield washer nozzles. It was dumb. Painted my wheel covers black. And, but like, oh, it's just the same stuff, different generation. And I laugh and I'm like, the kid is, he's got the baby face, but he's getting that. He he has the big dick walk as he gets yeah. out of the car, going to a turkey hill with his girlfriend. And I'm sitting on my bike and I'm like, I gotta look at this guy again. Now now I caught eyes with him when he got out of the car, and then I'm looking through the glass at the Turkey Hill Adam, and he's looking back at me. Yeah. He's angry. He comes out and he looks at me and says, What's so funny? <laughs> and I, I I tap at the side my helmet was on and I tap on the side of the helmet and said I can't hear you I can't hear you I'm like yelling through my helmet with the face but I can't hear you and he just kind of looks at me and comes back inside and in that moment like riding away I thought oh shit this guy was ready to fight he was 
angry because I was laughing at his. He and I think on a level he knew, like he there. You know that projected anger that I and also when I looked and saw how angry it was, like that's me again, at age twenty. This filled like you're you're coming to terms that the world is so large. And the expectations for success and manliness are so great, you have no idea how you're going to ascend that mountain and be worthwhile. Damn. So you're trying whatever you have in your book of instructions that you've figured out in 20 years. And the best you've been able to come up with is decorating your car because you're a car guy. And then on a level, you know that this really isn't working. But as the uh, hip-hop commentator Jay Smooth said, to a young man, masculinity is his only currency in this world. Mm. And to threaten that is to threaten his essence. And he must meet it with full force. Damn. So, like, this kid would probably try to push me off my bike because he was that furious in a way a 20-year-old can only be. Yeah. To like suddenly the future disappears and the moment now is all that matters. Yeah. And I can't imagine being that upset about something like that when you consider the idea that you could have been laughing about anything and you just happened to be looking at his car while you were doing it. Yeah. Like I've had that happen before of just I was looking at something people think I'm laughing at them and I'm really not. Uh-huh. But I think that type of person is quick to anger anyway. Like yeah. it wasn't about you. No. It could have just been like He could have oh. been having a shitty day anyway. And you know the girlfriend is there just like, oh not this again. Like this is not the father of my kids. Like that's when she knows. Oh. <laughs> like of because that's probably like the third time it's happened that week oh that's right like, because she didn't come outside no of the turkey hill either that or she's so desensitized to it that because it's just something he does like oh well there goes jacob flying off the handle sorry to the jacobs of the world i don't know if it's jacob mm-hmm. but it's just it's something that young men do especially because I don't know, media, the politicization of just making it feel like men are being attacked. And so we have to just be manly men all the time. It's just like, no, it's just let things roll off. You know, it's just, I can't imagine being that upset over my Honda, but it's like that old story. I think it was a story that you told about the telling the guy to grow up. That drove by in like a neon, and I, oh, think he I like remember that, him off or something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he he was he had a Scion TC, and he and he and he, and he like spun his tires. <laughs> and that's there goes right in front of Bayshon Street, Kutchtown. Like that's a your freaking rebadged Toyota Corolla, dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I know a Scion TC and Toyota Corolla aren't the same car. They're similar enough for my patience. Yeah. Well, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, That's what you've been up to. So uh, might as well get into the super chats. Yeah. Okay. And we start off with a doozy. Henry, thoughts on UFC 229 and the controversy with Khabib and McGregor post-fight brawl. Okay. Connor strikes to the root of every single fighter's insecurities 
Only this time he found someone who is willing to do something about it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Of We were talking off mic of, I think, Khabib... Well, he under well, well. First off, like, and I tweeted this immediately after the fight of uh, Brendan Schaub called that shit. <laughs> Schaub, he did. He's like, I'm not gonna be there because the <laughs> the Irish and the Russians are gonna get How into about it. About Brendan Schaub, like calling it, and then like they he did you see the um your Twitter Twitter video or Instagram video that they just made a bit about that him with uh, one of those uh, electric. Yeah, the, uh, the, globes, the, the globes, and he puts on a like a fortune teller, and it turns out like editor's note. By the time this went up, this came true. <laughs> like he's he's a solid like eighty percent of everything he calls is real. Yeah, I mean he just is very keyed into what people are likely to do in those types of situations. But like he knew well enough about the bad blood between Connor and Khabib yeah. there from the whole Dolly incident on the bus, which I don't know how Connor was allowed to fight this year, much less right. ever again after that, because, well, I mean, obviously it's because he makes them, you know, seismic boatloads of money. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, Connor tried to do his sort of Mayweather thing of, I'm going to make like I genuinely hate you. And then once it's over, we're going to hug it out. And hopefully you'll understand that it was all just part of the show. Yeah. And Khabib doesn't play like that. No. Like it's Mayweather knows the score because he's been in the game for so long. Yeah. It's like, I get it. And first of all, if you're Mayweather, even if any, even, nothing could phase him, he's just going to go to bed in his house his bed made out of money and house made out of the rest of the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, I think it's not so much about how long he's been in the game, but more about how long he's been in the game at a certain level. Yeah. Because Connor has been at that level where he's using his mouth to sell fights more than his ability. Whereas Khabib has been an ability guy. Yeah. You know, a top level world-class wrestler who is just, unbeatable on the ground mm -hmm. and you know it's one of those things where he had won the fight you know he had finished it but he it's felt not over it's not over because and i know people call it a cultural thing that you know you can't insult a man's manhood to that degree coming off of you know the previous topic we were talking about right. but i think it goes beyond cultural differences i mean that's not a way to act anywhere now yeah. this is absolutely in no way defending connor because i thought connor should have been like at least gotten a year suspension for the dollar right thing because that was that was that BS. was way worse than that was, shit talking yeah he should have and i know he's being sued for it now so he is yeah, facing he cost other fighters money doing that yeah they should have been taken out of this payday but because it's already going to be a top five all-time pay-per-view mm -hmm. which is kind of insane considering the relative lack of promotion for it he didn't do the usual pressers and all maybe that that's stuff. a bit about maybe that's a bit to a bit of Khabib's post-fight, a bit of the post-fight source in that Khabib didn't feel uh, Connor was adequately reprimanded. Yeah, he didn't like because Connor tapped before the rear naked was even all the way in. Mm -hmm. Um, it looked more like his neck was getting cranked. In which case, if there's a minute and a half, two minutes left in the round, I get why you would tap because once he gets that on, you're not getting out. But uh, also, it's kind of, 
you know, you're still amped up. I can't imagine the amount of adrenaline going through your system even after you win. Right. And Dana White is explaining after this whole like riot thing breaks out, Khabib goes back into the cage and he's like, where's my belt? Where's my belt? And that type of thing and dana's like dude i cannot put this belt on you right now because if i put like i'm afraid if i put this belt on you now people are going to throw things into this cage and people are going to get hurt so we just need you out of here and he was thinking ahead you know he's already said he's not stripping khabib uh of the belt and since his punishment from the commission is only six months like he wasn't going to fight again for six months anyway so he might as well just keep the belt but a six-month suspension for that is a joke because <laughs> you're not losing money doing that. You know what I mean? Like, and he's already making probably ten million from this fight alone. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at some point there has to be. I, I guess UFC found themselves in a bind because they couldn't levy a harsher punishment on Khabib for this than they did for Connor for the dolly incident which basically was nothing and so you know if they give connor a slap on the wrist they got to give khabib a slap on the wrist which plays into the whole hypocrisy thing of like these guys who are the big draws are being held to a way different standard than everyone else because paul daly got cut from the ufc for hitting josh koscheck after the bell and he's been banned for life whereas either one of these guys did worse things because they were putting, you know, innocent people in danger. That's that's true, man. And so, I mean, it's a hypocrisy thing. Uh, You you can't say that everybody's judged fairly when you do that type of thing. Like John Jones, like the state athletic commission giving John Jones as like basically time served, which is ridiculous to Mm me. Uh, but hey, we got to get that Lesnar fight in, you know, it's like, right. which, and I mean, it's going to do stupid business and, but at the risk of, and I know people want it sooner rather than later, but I feel like that fight's still going to be there. Like, yes, Jones has shit away his prime, uh-huh. just getting suspension after su- a suspension. But at some point you have to realize that. Some people are just never going to change. Yeah. And so, and McGregor, He's always humble in defeat. That's the thing that I always notice about him. Mm-hmm. But also, he's uh, he's someone who's always working. Like, he's yeah. always working people. And so what is... He went on Twitter and said, you know, uh, good knock, looking forward to the rematch. And I keep thinking, like, even though it did insane amounts of money, you're not getting that rematch. Because that was one of the most one-sided fights that I've seen out of... Like, Conor McGregor just got completely outclassed. Now, and I say that as someone who liked him a lot, likes Connor a lot, yeah. and even though I find him hard to root for, I was I was rooting for Khabib. It's just because you want to see the mouth like stopped. I do. Like okay, like uh, I default usually to the under guy, yeah, uh, underdog, which is funny because Vegas odds had Connor as the underdog because Khabib's undefeated and is just. Like, no one is going to defeat this man. Like, I don't see how it's possible. His wrestling game is far too strong. It would need to be another guy who's as strong of a wrestler. But, yeah, I think one of those things, it's that vicarious satisfaction, kind of like what people got out of seeing Nate Diaz choke him out. Yeah. Like, he talked the biggest, like, he just ran his mouth, and then eventually he just, you know, got 
choked out on the mm-hmm. ground and that was it. And Connor was humble in defeat, but it's still one of those things where, you know, it's why Floyd Mayweather made money because people wanted to see him shut up mm-hmm. and then it just never happened. So, yeah, but that's kind of like where I'm at with this thing of hell of a hell of an yeah. answer. Yeah. Ah, mm. uh, grimy emu. Hey guys, could you make a video of you guys washing your cars? I don't know how interesting that would be. I think it'd be a fun video idea. Keep up the good work. Cheers. You uh, you wouldn't like it because I wash my cars very quickly. Um, and I vacuum them out and that's kind of it. I don't go heavy in details because even the Falcon, the Falcon has rust on it. So it's just preventative maintenance and waxing that vehicle. And I mean, I have a number of things I do like using uh, tire black on the unpa- unpainted plastic bits on my Forester, and then and then it would be a wash of internet comments saying how I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. So that's what the, that's what the video would be. But thank you for your question and thank what, you for your donation. What, what you should do is just get the tripod, set up the camera stationary while you're cleaning your car, and then. Uh, Next time you make a vaporwave video, just have that uh, running in slow motion in the background as you put the filters over everything. I made a vaporwave track for myself, mm. and I've been playing it every every day. And we got to go to the new ones up here. There they are. Grimy email. There it is. And that's, that's- uh, I have to... Since we've gone to these questions, I need to make the main chat a bit uh, bit smaller. And I have to expand this. I'm going to take me a powerful leak. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go buy this. Yeah. It's from the Christmas party. I found it in my trunk. I think I just said that already. Yeah. Uh, uh, Burgundy Burnout says, of course, streaming while I'm on my hour and a half commute every single time. Eh, life of a trucker. But thank you so much for your donation, Burgundy Burnouts. Um, hopefully you can listen to it later on iTunes. Safe drive and keep all them wheels on the ground. Uh, shadows or uh, Shades of Cassades. Thank you for your donation, sir. I'm learning to wrench on my 2011 Impreza. I've got a haze manual, a solid socket set, and a floor jack with stands. Anything else I might need? Torque wrench! Those will save you. Torque wrench is going to be about 100 bucks for a nice digital one you can buy at Lowe's or Home Depot. And that way you'd never really have to guess when you're tightening things such as you know, intake bolts or the, or uh, even wheel, even wheel nuts. If you really want to be um, meticulous about tightening wheels to 95 or 100 foot pounds. I do 95. Other people do 100 foot pounds. But it's good to know, like, if those things vibrate and then beep. Uh, so, you know, all your lug nuts are tight. And if you don't want to do that... Uh, you know, electric impact guns, if you don't have an air supply, uh, they're like, I don't know, $45 at Harbor Freight. I have a Harbor Freight impact gun. I don't even have impact sockets. I just use my regular ones because they're not that strong. Uh, and the impact gun, I mean. And those are those are good, too. If you're just doing basic stuff, I'd probably go with the electric impact gun. 
Uh, Workforce520 says, did you appreciate my Pacifica Twitter rant? I did. Uh, uh, Nick said that his mom was thinking about a Pacifica and, you know, no, 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 no. Don't go anywhere near Fiat Chrysler of America these days. Uh, what did I say about Fiat Chrysler of America? Fiat Chrysler of America is like a mom and pop shop, but mom and pop are getting a divorce and you wonder why the food sucks. Nemo, thank you for your donation, sir. Uh, I want a vehicle that can tow a fishing boat, which I'm guess is like a bass boat, something light. But I'm way too dumb to buy an F-150 Silverado Ram. What should I get? I'm thinking about a Lexus GX or a Mercedes ML. You know, I think you could get away if you're just towing a fishing boat. You could get away really with like a RAV4. I think some of those have tow hitches, like a newer one. You could get away with... Ah, you could get away with a small SUV, even a Ford Escape size something. Because, you know, fishing... I, I'm assuming it's something with a little troller motor on it. Um, and no outboard motor. Or even if you do, it's not a big one. Because that's where I think where your head is at. Um... A, a tiny fishing boat you don't really need a pickup truck for. Uh, Henry Lou 91 thank you for your donation, sir. Sadly, I just moved away from Austin, so I can't make the meat. Uh, have a Torchy's taco on me. Question. Ha ever had an owner upset about your review? The uh, Alfa Romeo guy from the UK was like mad about it he was uh i think he went into the subreddit thread about it um because it, it was like a negative review basically uh -huh. and then um i don't know he just seemed kind of i'm sorry he um, i mean had i known you would feel that way about his car like I would have made a kinder review so I wouldn't have hurt his feelings. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of the thing of, you know, if you're going to be on the show, you kind of have to... By the same logic that, like, we need to have tougher skin to be on a public platform, Yeah. anyone who comes on the show sort of needs to understand that... I'm not going to say anything is fair game, but that, like, there is a possibility that we're not going to say anything that flat. Or, like, this isn't... You don't come on RCR to have a glowing thing said Correct. about your car, necessarily. And if something glowing is said about your car, then great. But it's not necessarily what you... Like, you don't get to dictate... You know, not not that he was trying. I don't know. I guess I'm just going circular. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to really come to a point where you can satisfy everybody. Like, it's just impossible. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Workforce 520? Uh, oh, we answered this question earlier about the Acadia. Jared Shevel says, thoughts on a 5.0 spot, 5.0 swap for a Ford Explorer Sport Track. I have a 4-liter V6 right now, and a Windsor Small Block bolts right in. Worth it. Uh, it's going to be easier, yeah, if, if all the uh, uh, engine mounts line up. Mm -hmm. The thing is... Wherever wherever Windsor blocks fit, 
LS is fit. Oh, I'm not going to do an LS. <laughs> I'm not going to do an LS. Yeah, but... All right. You get a more modern engine. You get coils <laughs> instead of a distributor. You get instantly more power. It's like... You're going to... Yeah, I know. Okay. Even with a 5.0, it's... I guess the 5.0 would come with an ECU, but you're still going to be have to rewire the darn thing. If, if you're going that far for an engine swap... Okay. All right. It, I understand. Maybe the 4.0-liter V6 and the 5.0 have the same bolt pattern. So it's going to mount up to the same transmission. And if that's the case, if the bolt pattern's the same... And you can mount the engine to the same transmission, fine. And the transmission can take the higher torque uh, from the 5.0, then fine. Do that. But if you're going to change the transmission as well, and you can fit a 4L... Well, if you can fit a 4L80 in that uh, transmission tunnel, the world's your oyster. But um, if you don't, then maybe you could do a 4L60 and do a 4.8LS... You'd, you'd be fine, like a naturally aspirated one. But if you want to be a purist, I guess do the 5.0. Mm. The thing is, if you're going as if you're going to swap the engine to get more power, why not have way more power for less money? That's 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 the LS argument. And those are my thoughts. Uh, workforce 520 I okay the CNN holes in the floor I'm gonna have to go get a scissors because there's cal see now that I'm lifting weights I'm getting those those calluses on my hands ah so I'm like picking at them yeah you wouldn't happen to have a band-aid would you uh yeah all right cool is that bleeding again uh yeah because oh I, hell no because I had pr I put pressure on it oh. by accident because I was like undoing my belt and I guess the pressure from it huh Mm. I want to make one more dab with, with this and just see if I can get this thing to stop bleeding. Where is the cut itself? Oh, it's right here. Like, oh, see. you sliced it good. Yeah, dude. Okay. Oh, wow. All right, I'm going to lay it on thick. This may hurt. Sure. In fact, I know it's going to hurt. I mean, I don't really feel anything from it, uh, even though it's supposedly a uh, wound, wound, but... Ah, thank you. Oh, you got to dribble. Oh, uh, hold oh, your, hold your, yeah, dab that. Dab. For those of you who are listening on the radio, <laughs> the radio, <laughs> just the audio, I am blowing on Nick's thumb, making the liquid bandage dry. Yes. Is it done yet? No. Anyone coming in now is going to have and so many questions. And if you don't, and if this doesn't work, I have some bandages that are made for your fingertips. I oh. have those. In fact, let me give you one. Very nice. <clears throat> ah, sorry. Excuse me. I hope I'm not coming down with something. <clears throat> I really hope it's just stuff flying up my nose. Ah, thank you. Answer a question I got to Oh, sure. All right. So, let's see. 
Uh, love you guys. What do you think of the Volkswagen Inline 5? I don't know if we've already gotten to that or not, because it might have been while I was in the bathroom, but um, I don't have a problem with it. I don't really think it's necessarily a car that's going to um, set the world on fire. Uh, yeah. My thing with Volkswagens is that, like, yeah, okay, they're reliable enough to a point, but I don't know that I'm necessarily... Oh, God, I think I am coming down with something. Sorry. Uh, great. Just in time for Austin. Uh, but, yeah, that I don't necessarily feel like an inline five... <sighs> I don't, it's weird. It's just, it's an open-ended question in a weird way because there's so many sort of... A lot on my toilet. Is there? Oh, sorry. I must have dripped without realizing it. Apologies. But I don't know. Inline fives are... Eh, I'm, I'm losing my mind here. Sorry. Oh, I think it's the lights and the fact that I have an inherently greasy face. I'm sure this is making great audio for anyone listening on iTunes or any of the other podcasting places where you get this from. But, I mean, my thing with Volkswagens is there's nothing inherently wrong with them, but I don't find them to be spectacular. Even though I didn't have the negative feeling about the Jetta that uh, Brian does, because I kind of grew up in one. Uh, and it felt, I don't know, there's always this familiarity you know uh to a jet to a jetta to any volkswagen you know beetle a bus it's all very familiar and so ultimately you know an inline five volkswagen fine like it has a million applications if you want it to be your daily drive well okay not a million applications but it will make a suitable daily and it's something that depending on how well you take care of it it's not something you ever have to be embarrassed about driving i think you shouldn't have to be embarrassed about any car that you drive you know you shouldn't let people make you feel embarrassed about what you drive it's very easy that you know it's very easy for people to minimize what it is you enjoy to the point that you don't enjoy it anymore so you can't allow people to really do that to you i guess but uh yeah i guess that's my answer to that question I'm in back. a very roundabout way because i talk in circles uh but huh yeah it's adhering pretty well so yeah the the liquid what one damage. did you answer uh the volkswagen in line five one justin r thank you for five dollars and 49 cents canadian no question but i adore your donation Lucas Draw said, "Do you do either of you have tattoos? No, I unless not, you got one while you're away. No, I pl I actually for like a year was planning on getting a tattoo uh, and just never found the right time. And it was just gonna be like somewhere where people wouldn't necessarily notice it, like maybe on around here. Do you want some of this? Oh, uh, what is it? It's a brownie from four nineteen. Uh, I'm all right. All right. Thanks for the offer, though. After after I talked about health stuff, <laughs> because like I had I had the townie at four nineteen, and I'm like, I would like maybe a little bit of pastry. I think I've earned it. Yeah. So I get this brownie, and it's like triple shit. What was that noise? Me. Sounds like my computer. Shit, it is my computer. 
You're supposed to be asleep. <laughs> uh, Nick's computer is on in his backpack and is telling him things. Yeah, I brought it with so that I could get the password to sign back into the shout engine to post the podcast after we're done. Mm. I don't know why. It's closed. It should be out. Mm. Uh, I can only imagine that it's probably dying or something. Mm. But yeah, I was planning on getting a tattoo that was just going to be the initials of my niece and two nephews oh you're gonna you're Uh, you're pointing to the area underneath the arm where it's super painful to get it yeah apparently um i mean i just want it to be somewhere where like i don't look like i have any any tattoos and i'm not really taking off my shirt for anybody although i say that and i do post the occasional like progress selfie in the gym uh and congratulations on your progress oh thank you so much i mean it's weird because when i put on my new york comic-con costume and i ordered this jacket um for the character of connor from detroit become human and i realized it was way way too big and i got it in a large and i'm like i can't go any smaller than this or else i'm gonna like just look like i'm busting out like the incredible hulk yeah transformation and it's strange to be walking around in something with that much uh heft to it and realizing that holy shit i'm wearing something that's way too big for me Hmm. but it's the size that i've been wearing for the past like decade and so it's nice like this is a medium shirt now granted it's stretchy material i keep thinking i spilled something and i realize it's just a shadow from the mic but it's one of those things that i uh I go to the gym. I hate doing cardio. Oh, like, I'm the exact opposite of you. I hate cardio. I like doing the lifts and the all that other stuff. But uh, but it's something that I force myself to do anyway because it's the one way to do a workout where as soon as you're done, you immediately feel like you've had a workout. Mm. Like, swimming is kind of the same way for me. Mm. Like, I wish I could just join a gym that had a pool or, like, if there were a YMCA around somewhere. I mean, I'm sure there is, but... You know, I don't know. The the thing with me and what I'm learning about weights after, like, my first week of doing nothing but weights and machines yeah. is that I don't feel like I, I... Like, I'll be at the gym for 40 minutes, and I don't feel like I've done any work because I haven't reached that drench cardio yeah. sweat yet. I'm like, well, my arms kind of hurt, and they're tired, and I don't want to lift weights anymore because my arms are tired. Yeah. And that's my feeling. Like, I guess I'm done. So, like, but you don't feel like you've built up enough, like, lactic acid or anything. No, know, or like, any... I am not drenched in sweat and I'm not breathing heavy. Yeah. So I feel weird. But your body is getting a workout. And that's the yeah. thing of, like, it doesn't feel like it. I mean, when I was walking around New York. Sorry for hitting the mic with my fork. I don't think I've ever been as exhausted as I was walking around New York City uh, this past week because. I had to walk from uh, the Jacob Javits Center, which is on like 34th Street, to a hotel that is on 45th Street, but on the 45 block. And I was starting at the 500 block. Yeah. So I had to walk from the 500 block all the way down to, you know, the number 45. Um, And then realizing, shit, I didn't eat anything. Uh let me order out. Okay, I guess I'll go to Shake Shack, but let me just not have any buns on it because it's the nearest thing. Okay. Um, 
and that's a thing of like f- figuring out ways when you're out to kind of eat better than you do. Like when we go to Austin, I'm going to try to eat like a saint because when we went to Chicago, I oh, spent God. the last day like dying in the hotel room. So I'm just kind of trying. After nothing but dough and cheese. That that's was the Chicago deep dish pizza. Yeah, it was an amazing deep dish pizza. But in ret- if I could do it all over again, I'd just be like, pass. Like, I'm sure it's a great experience, but let me not do this because. I didn't feel great either. Yeah. It's just so much of it. It's it almost felt like it was sitting in there, incapable of being digested. It felt like war, eating a eating us eating two slices of Chicago deep dish felt like war crimes. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's almost like you have Oogie Boogie from the Nightmare Before Christmas just sitting mm. in your digestive system, wreaking havoc and not being digested. It was strange and. Yeah, it's all the cheese, the dairy that yeah. is going to mess you up. Yeah, because I was just, it, it was from both sides and it was a mess. And um, I don't know. So I spent most of that afternoon while you guys were filming mm-hmm. the stealth, I believe it was, that I was just getting sick, going to the bathroom, and then spending north of like 20 minutes at a time, like just cleaning up, you know, because of the vomit. Mm. Like, because. It doesn't all go in, you know, splat. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, But yeah. So Austin, I'm just going to stick to cleaner eating. Uh, But it's hard when you're traveling because you want to experience the well. Austin or Austin and San Marcos, it's going to be a lot of Mexican food. So it's going to be like we have some legit Mexican restaurants and, you know, Redding and Kutztown. And when I went out, it was like, okay, like, and well, like eating healthy at Mexican places, it's like, well, I guess there's some low carb options. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of pro fish, fish, there's fish meals. Unless, unless you don't do fish. No, I do fish. I just can't do shellfish because I'm mm. allergic. But the, uh, a lot of pro wrestlers will eat at Chipotle of all mm-hmm. places because they view it as one of the places the few fast food places where you can kind of do relatively clean eating in the mm. sense that, you know, Matt Happel and I went there after I hung out at the dino for a while and, and at Chipotle, you can get the burrito bowl, yeah, which is everything that would be in a burrito without the burrito. Yeah. So what are you eating? You're eating rice, beans, lettuce, and whatever meat yeah. in a bowl. And the good thing is, and this is kind of like a secret menu thing, but not really a secret menu thing, Mm -hmm. is uh, you can get extra rice. Like, if you don't, and they don't charge you for it. The only thing that they charge you for extra of is meat and guac. Like, Matt was telling me that there was, like, this meme that that passed me by, but it's it's someone, I think, it was a meme about Chipotle, and I forget what the character was. But it was the text was bitch. I know guac is extra. Yeah, and and they stopped saying it now. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the last time I went to Chipotle, which actually was they told was me guac was extra, and I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, I don't even care at this point. But it's something you know. I, I you can well, tell she was that, generous with it. Yeah, she was generous, like <laughs> like. The amount of guac I got was the amount of mashed potatoes you get that is served in an ice cream scoop yeah. at, at in a high school cafeteria. It's like, all right, 
I'm actually kind of think like this is more fat than I care to eat, even if I am lifting weights. True, but like if I feel like I have to, like if I have no other option of where to eat out, I feel less guilty if it's Chipotle because because the things don't cost extra like the mm. rice you can just load it up with veggies yeah. and all that other stuff and you're not being charged extra well for we're it. not going to eat fast food when we're well, no, no, freaking austin yeah. like too many good we're, options we're not like we're going to be in san marcos more than we're going to be in austin so i really want to go to voodoo donuts just to say i went there yeah that would be if the closest thing i had to a cheat day i mean we're going to be eating breakfast at the hotel, and for me, it's just going to be eggs, eggs and sausage and fruit. Yep. I hope they have hard-boiled eggs. hope they do. It's a Hilton chain, so oh, all right. they probably yeah. have the ge- generic Hilton breakfast, which varies in price but never in quality. No, yeah. it's, it's a uniform experience, no yeah. matter where you are in the world. Yeah, those hard-boiled eggs will be fine. Hard-boiled yeah. eggs and like oatmeal and fruit. Yeah, that'd be good. No, just a nice protein breakfast, get some fiber in there. We're going to be out there on the track all day. I mean, hopefully the guys from On It who are helping us out will have some protein bars from <laughs> their food truck uh, because they're the only thing to eat at Harris Hill Raceway is a vending machine. So maybe we'll have to sneak some food out, like, uh, like out stop of the at hotel. a Walgreens and buy like a box of. Uh, there's nothing in between the hotel and the, and the track, so um, um there isn't even a legit gas station between there's like a valero gas station is the only one around hot so, damn yeah so, so it, it may be a case of a big breakfast and just hydrate your way through and uh gonna have to get lobby coffee for the yeah ride over um yeah. Pedersen, remember that hilton we stayed at in san fran that was a cool hotel hell yeah it was a cool hotel <laughs> that yeah that was uh uh embassy suites yeah that was choice let's get back to these super chat questions yes indeed. iced ink says turns out keto diet hurts alcohol tolerance i imagine it would you, you know the carbs is what slows so, the absorption yeah. of alcohol i had a one and a half tom collins's last night and all i can recall is a snapchat story my sister took of me ranting about jeep's product placement in far cry 2 <laughs> yeah what is a Tom? Is that like grenadine and I want to say some oh, kind fuck. of... What is that, Tom Collins? Somebody I did... thought a Tom Collins was an Arnold Palmer with vodka in it. Maybe? I really feel like there's soda in it, somewhere in a Tom Collins, but I don't know. Tom uh, Collins appeared a few times in Archer. Like they were huh. drinking Tom Collins. I always feel like that's one of those last resort drinks of all right you don't have anything else it, we have enough to make a tom collins all right yeah, well give me a tom collins then uh someone in the comments will know what a tom collins is i'm sure uh uh, uh regular chat question from josh warsaw says do you eat much ground turkey huge part of my protein intake yes and i am eating turkey after this ground turkey mushrooms and mixed vegetables very nice um after i just ate a brownie there was um, a, oh, there was another uh, regular chat question that I wanted to quickly answer. Uh, okay, then we'll get on, to Eric Pedersen's. Yeah, thoughts on uh, AMC, which mm. I, I kind of think it's something that could potentially make a good RCR story. My thing is I am like my summit car, I suppose, is that Eagle that, yeah. you know, my mom had when I was a kid and I've always wanted to get around to it. And it's the type of car that's very much of its era that you can't really recreate now and 
I'm trying to think of like what the closest modern comparison to oh Collins is gin lemon club soda and simple syrup sugar oh so it's go. it's like a sweeter gin and it's like you get gin no tonic but it's just okay gin and club soda which don't complement each other and then you add lemon and sweeten the lemon up with sugar all right, all right. I mean I I can see how you can make a Tom Collins if all you have is gin club soda and you know stuff from your pantry because yeah. you can make if you have sugar you can make simple sugar yeah. simple syrup you just dissolve the sugar in water yeah and there then there you go i think a roy rogers is the thing that has grenadine in it mm. but i don't know why the yeah but eric Pedersen says remember when we drove my parents honda to mammoth yeah i do and and we put even though it wasn't the all-wheel drive one, we put on snow tires, drove for a little bit. And I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> snow tires off and just said we had an all-wheel drive car because who the heck would question us? We're in a Honda Pilot. Uh, yeah. Car was great. Definitely recommend a Honda Pilot. That thing has 200,000 miles on it and it hasn't had any problems. Nice. Very nice. So yeah, add that to the roster, according to Eric Pedersen. Take care of has no problems. Mm. Justin R., thank you for your Canadian money. Look for a Saturn View with a Honda J35 and a V6 and all-wheel drive. Huh? So a Saturn View has a Honda engine in it? Huh. I don't... I, I thought they were whatever GM had. It's news to me. Thank you for your donation, Justin R. Will Robinson says, What were your impressions of the Northwest when you visited yeah, we were in Portland, Oregon a few years ago. Any particular differences you noticed between Pennsylvania in terms of the people, etc.? Uh, it was perpetually autumn, and I love that. Uh, the traffic resembled the Schuylkill Expressway in that the terrain limited the amount of ability for the uh, roads to be expanded. So traffic snarled every single day. Um, every, but unlike Philadelphia, everybody was cooler than me and knew it. Hmm. And the bicycle uh, commuters were unbelievably aggressive. Yeah. Bicyclists own the road was going to be my, uh, take on the Northwest. Yeah. More or less. It's like, you think that you have a certain amount of room, but however much room you think you have open up more room because yeah. otherwise the bicyclists are going to take it. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's okay. This is going to be a stupid question from someone like me, but what's the protocol if say your side mirror gets taken out by a bicyclist, like you're not taking down their insurance information are you, you know, it's just, it's like, Hey dude, you knocked out my side mirror. Yeah. Like what, it, what, what do we do about this to make it right? I think, See, in my mind, a, a, a bicycling commutus haven't been hit would would flop on the ground like a Russian uh, dash cam video and claim to get run over. Uh. See, we don't we don't have bicycling commuters around here. I mean, maybe we'll have one or two that's super weird, but mostly no, because it gets way too cold in the wintertime. Uh, to Jonas Granados, 
do a Toyota Celica Super Mark II 1985 review. Hey, if we're offered one, then and it's reasonable. You know, that's always going to be the answer to questions of do blank. Yeah. Is send it to the email, regularcars at gmail.com, uh, year, make, and model, and city in the uh, the headline mm-hmm. or byline, whatever. And then uh, if we can do it, we'll do it. But we can't do anything we're not offered. So, mm. yeah. Uh, uh, crazy Ivan times two. Good evening, guys. And thank you for your donation, Ivan. Looking for my first motorcycle. Honda Rebel. My daily drive is a Jeep JK. Looking for a dual sport. I am six. Oh, you're six one three hundred pounds. I have short legs. Thanks for the help. Okay. So you're all torso and upper body, and you're taller than me. So you need a low motorcycle, because we're going to be talking about your inseam. Crazy Ivan, answer us in the regular chat as we figure this out. Um, What's the length of your pants? What's your pant size? Like for me, my pant size is 3430. I oh, have shorter legs. We have the same legs. pant size. Really? I mean, I've been thirty four thirty since long before I've been able to pull it mm. off. But it's such a pain in the ass to find that size. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. So my legs are a bit on the shorter side because my dad had short legs for a guy who's five ten. Um. So. Um. With thirty inch with a thirty inch pant leg. Uh, you can flat foot, I can flat foot a Honda African twin, which is a fantastic motorcycle. Also very expensive, but I wouldn't recommend it as a first bike. I think your first bike has to be one that you can buy and then dump in the river and you won't cry because your first bike is going to get dropped. In fact, my bike that I bought, I dropped yesterday (laughs) or the day before in the driveway. It's never like what broke is the clutch. Uh, okay. I dropped my bicycle. I'll get back to your question. I dropped my bicycle as a, I put the kickstand down on an uneven part of the driveway, walked away, rolled forward and fell on its side. So, um, what it did is it made surface scratches on one of the side cases. Um, it pushed one of the turn signals into the fairing, scratched it up. One of the mirrors, uh got scratched and the tip of the clutch lever broke off this is a bike that's never been dropped and i'm the first one to drop it damn it and i i saw it happening and then slow motion but i couldn't catch it so oh buffering panic f f is usually a bad sign because they press Mm. f to pay respects (laughs) um it's back they refreshed it okay cool um so I have scratches on a bit of the engine case and I just ordered from bike bandit, which is the amazon.com for bike parts. Um, a 62, like it cost me $62 for one part, which is a new, uh, clutch lever. I can still ride the bike, but you see clutch levers are made to the tips are made to break off. Hmm. So they break off at the end instead of breaking off at the hinge. So in the event you drop it, you can still ride home. Like yeah. if you looked at it, it's like only like an inch uh, got broken off from the end of this handle. And 
you know, whatever. Like some people never repair them. They're like, whatever, they're broken off. Yeah. Or they replace them with like $20 cheap Amazon or eBay stuff. So, but I was able to just pop the turn signal back in and buff out some of the scratches with uh, Meguiar's Plasti X. And I think what I'm going to do is uh, employ the Japanese philosophy of Wabi Sabi. And uh, uh, Mighty Carmods did a little bit of this. So I have these scratches now on the engine case. They're only superficial, like the white part of of my thumbnail. It, the scratches only go like half of this distance into the aluminum. Huh. So it's like, it's there's not damage. Um, so, but I may, but they're super, like if I look at it, they look up. Oh, yep, you dropped this bike. Wow. So I may just paint the scratches bright red to like fill them in or, or like or see it, it's the, the engine is made out of aluminum so it's not gonna rust yeah all it did was scratch away some of the paint and a little bit of the metal all it will do is is form a, a layer of aluminum oxide over top so i can paint in the scratches but paint them in as a brighter color you yeah. just say yeah i dropped it so what yeah i mean is there a bike on the face of the planet that hasn't been dropped before? Yeah, With well, they get spent uh, on a long enough timeline. Yeah. You're gonna drop this bike. Yeah, you, you're you're gonna think you put the kickstand down and you didn't. So get over yourself, fucker. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, a dual sport. In fact, I wasn't even looking at the regular channel. Did 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 Crazy Ivan respond? Crazy Ivan, where'd you go? Oh, he twenty-five inch waist, twenty-six inch pant leg. Wow, that's how are you three hundred pounds with a waist with a twenty-five inch waist? That's impossible. Are you like a power lifter that just curls? Like, how big are your arms? Is that why you're crazy, Ivan? Twenty-five inch waist. Six one twenty five inch waist. Yeah. Twenty. Damn. Like, where's that three hundred pounds coming from? Because even if it's all core, you're gonna have a. a it's not where your hips are. It's twenty five inch waist. Okay. Well, let's go. That your legs are shorter than mine. Um. Ugh. Uh, I'm going to recommend a Honda Shadow 1100 at this point. We need a lower motorcycle. They're super cheap. You can probably buy one for two grand if it's old enough. Honda Shadow 1100. That's a cruiser. It'll be easy on the throttle. I'll be right. Yeah. Uh, what were your impression of Northwest? Got that one. Motorcycles. Dominic Houston. Uh, and it's nine o'clock, so I'm going to get the sign. Noise. Dr. Regular and King Roman. Ooh, a king. Nice. Are we going to see any overlanding and or off-road vehicles featured in the near future? Um, as far as I'm aware of, I generally don't know the itinerary, but I kind of like not to. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't really... Like, I know what we're doing in Austin because he's shown me the itinerary, but I don't remember what we're doing in Austin because I didn't commit it to memory. So I can't really answer that question, but again, it's anything that we're offered uh, that is reasonable in that we're not, you know, driving four hours to go do it. 
uh, or the person isn't driving four hours to come meet us. Uh, although, you know, some people don't mind, so it is what it is. But ultimately, I think it's all about logistics and practicality of doing certain doing car X. Uh, love the M32A2 video, says Jeff Fee. Thank you for your donation. The last few videos have been really good. Thank you. Thanks. Well, thanks. Thanks for liking the show. Billy Fettiger, he has no question, but thank you for your donation. Very cool. Hourly B, hey guys, I was wondering if you guys heard that William Dunlop passed away from an accident at the... Scary's 100. 100. Any opinion on Donut Media? Well, I heard about William Dunlop when it happened, and I made a brief post about it on uh, Twitter, sort of offering up my condolences to his family, because that family's been through a lot. Uh, Because I covered them extensively in the Isle of Man TT video, and it almost feels like they're the Kennedys of Mm. motorsports, in a way. In that tragedy seems to follow them for better or worse well i mean obviously for worse never for better but uh yeah it was a sad situation but yeah what can you do i think he's a lot of the people who do this do it with the understanding that it could be the last thing they do now granted everyone's preference is not to die but you know it's difficult when you're facing something as daunting as a race like the scaries 100 so you know and i think in a way motorcycles are almost more volatile in racing scenarios than Mm. your average car uh as far as motorsports in general go but i suppose that's up for debate but i guess so yeah and my opinions on donut media i met one of the guys from donut media when i was doing the kia forte review which my Article is almost completed. I just have to type it and finish writing it. <laughs> because there's no deadline on this, it's not done. Yeah. And I was just looking at it earlier in the podcast, and I see that the words face fuck food appear in my notes, and there's no explanation what this means. Face fuck food. Don't you hate that when that happens when you think you've... You- Maybe it's late at night and you come up with like a really good line. Mm-hmm. So you just write a little note that's like shorthand for that really great line, mm-hmm. knowing that future you is going to remember because of course you will. Yeah. And then you look at it and you're like, what the shit was I talking about? <laughs> uh, and what do I think? I think Donut Media is a... They're a company. Well, I'm a company, but... Uh... You can, you can hear my you can hear me exhaling. Yeah, of trying to I think it's a small studio whose mission is to work the algorithm like a boss and they're doing exactly that. I the, the one person I met from Donut Media was super cool. We hang we hung out and drank in Pittsburgh. But I am comp- like a lot of YouTubers I compare against Matt Farah uh fred from down the rabbit hole and ave and techmone 
usually single operation guys um, who put research, video quality, audio quality, and editing, and uh, humanist content above all else. If your game is to make money, more power to you. I hope you make a lot. But there's always that but, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, it's easy enough to do. Like, if you want to make cheddar, go ahead, do it. Yeah, there's any number of weird channels that are inexplicably popular. Like, the whole... Any of those, like, action figure channels that act oh, out yeah. stories with, like, Spider-Man and Elsa from Frozen. Yeah. And they get, like, 14 million views yeah. or something. And it doesn't make any sense. But it's because children pretty much live on YouTube. Like, children... Or YouTube is their TV. Yeah. Or it's their cable television. Yeah. Um, I, I remember I dropped my nephew off at his house after New York Comic Con after we got back home. And... Um, he, uh, I went to help him take all his stuff in, like his costume and all that stuff, but he had, he didn't have his PlayStation there because it's at, at his dad's, and, uh, I'm like, well, you could just watch TV, because it wasn't his bedtime yet, but everybody else was asleep, because his mom works, like, weird hours, and he's like, yeah, but I don't really want to watch normal TV, like, he wanted to watch YouTube, and all, or, or YouTube and Netflix. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. What do I gotta watch? What you want me to watch? TV? Yeah. It's like Get I can fucked. watch whatever. The Ireland Boys just put out a new video. Yeah. But yeah, it's just strange how that kind of changes, and that's their TV now, mm. and that we're kind of on their TV. Like to my knowledge, he doesn't watch regular cars. Um, in a way, like I don't doesn't have to. Yeah, no, I know, but like I don't think I necessarily care if he does or doesn't because it's a thing. Like he likes cars, um, so he can watch his uncle do things with cars or you know write about cars. But it's also he has the freedom to not do that and to just watch whatever. That's the great thing about YouTube. Uh, Riley Livingston says 2007 Lexus ES350 did we do an ES350 I think we did that's a good question I don't remember offhand love you guys Lexus ES350 official car of I think they're real real drive cars I, th I think we pretty much did it it's like you know I want a Skyline but I can't afford that can't afford a Z car can't afford a Supra well I'll get this, I guess. <laughs> Lexus ES350. At least it's not an Acura. Oh, what's that cheap Acura that's really an Accord? Not a legend. Acura EX or something like that. 2000 Lexus ES350. I finally own a luxury sports sedan. <laughs> okay, the Lexus ES350 was the last one doing a uh, f5 i noticed a lot in videos i pick my nose like or I, I move my nose or i get my fingers in my nose like this and i'm wiping it a lot it's not that my nose is running it's that my nose hairs are really long and they're bothering me and i have to shove that trimmer up there again yeah yeah the old magic touch or whatever 
Okay, we got the William Dunlop. Um, Derek Mayorkic. Uh I have uh, a Derek, well, I have a little extra money. Thought I'd share some wealth. Thank you so thank much. You, thank for you. Kanucky Stan money. Thank you so much, sir. Uh Charlie Boy Games 98. Thank you for your donations. Non-WRX Manual Impreza, the official car of someone with taste. <laughs> I love me a non-turbo Subaru, and I own one. It's like, look, I only want... You know, you have a WRX. You're going to be putting 93 into it. I want the same feeling, maybe a little less power, and I'm putting cheap gas in. And honestly, I think you get more mileage out of that. So I'm fine with... I, I love them. I... I uh, I, I even like the new ones. So I think they're fantastic. Thank you for your donation, Thank Charlie you. Boy. Um, Keenan McCollum says, doing a $1,000, 2,000-mile shitbox challenge around the Great Lakes. Something fun and not obvious. Civic S10 or Taken. I like the fest Festiva. Any ideas or thoughts? Love the channel. Well, $1,000 cars... When you're buying the $1,000 car, you're not buying a make and model. You're buying the owner. You want the best $1,000 car you can. And a well-kept second-gen Neon is going to be a lot better than a shitbox Honda. That's what you have to find. You have to find the wealthy family... Who are, his, who are just getting rid of a daily. Just get it out of the driveway. And you're probably getting some really nice Taurus for a thousand bucks. You're buying the best maintained car you can get irrespective of make and model. Yeah. That's what the thousand dollar car is. So when you buy the thousand dollar car, what you do is you go on Craigslist, you click the box that says has picture, maximum price 1000 minimum price 800 yeah. and then you just start looking and you look for the car that's in a driveway not on the street you look for the car that's photographed correctly you tend to avoid ones where people can't even be bothered to put a rag over the license plate they put the thumb in the picture that's out those people don't care and then you start and then you talk to the people on the phone, and if they sound like a dumbass, you don't go look at their car. Yeah. You you oh, when you buy a car, you talk on the phone. You don't just text because texting hides your dumb voice. Yeah. You want to talk to the person, and then you want to listen what's going on in the background. This is stuff that doesn't cost you money. You you listen to hear if there's babies crying or chaos in the background, or or. Or some horrible trash TV going on in the background. Or how happy. Like, you want a pleasant person. You don't want the, yeah, what do you want? And, and you don't and you don't get a car that just says, you know, uh, I'm wise to your tricks. I don't need help selling. Serious inquiries only. Yeah. Mm. Or the, the big one for me, and... Uh... I don't know, is when you ask for an email address and they give it to you in um, 
the sort of military code, but not because they have to, but because that's just the choice they're making. My uh, email address is Alpha Bravo Charlie, oh. like that type of thing. Nothing wrong with it, I guess. Oh, over the phone. Over the phone. No, they're but, speaking in a phonetic alphabet. Yeah, which I, I get it. I cannot but it's, do that. Sometimes. No, no, no. But like, because there's a phonetic alphabet quick chart right by my desk over there. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's it's easier, I suppose, than having to say like A is an apple, you know, because you don't know alpha, that someone's in Bravo. Yeah. But F is in Foxtrot. The thing is, I don't know that I would want to take like a five thousand dollar car out on some ripper on the Great Lakes <sighs> because that doesn't seem like the type of terrain where a thousand dollar car is going to be. Well, then again, I said that and smoking tire guys like the Toyota Tercel, Tercel that entire thing. So you never know. Christopher Conrad. I love the parking lot show running commentaries. Would you ever do one at a BHPH lose car? Like what is that? Oh, buy here, pay here. Well, okay. That's on private property owned by someone. And like that owner would have to be super into me contacting me himself saying make fun of the cars I'm selling to make a living and then get it in writing that he okayed this yeah Which... yeah so no I wouldn't do a buy here pay here yeah buy here or pay here is just a bunch of Chevy Malibus like your mom has it's like here is an car yeah <laughs> burgundy burnouts again hey welcome back I guess you got where you needed to be I will put every engine but an LS in an O2 Firebird. Hell, a 3S GTE in the back of a Firebird would be more fun. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. Be interesting if you could put a 3S GTE longitudinally in the front. That would be even that'd be awesome. An engine that is meant to go sideways in 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 straight ways. Yeah. Uh, 3S GTE. The, the more I drive those prime performance cars, I'm sorry, prime driven cars, or just prime is oh, how good the 3s gte is with a tune on it freaking 300 of the wheel and those engines sing all day superior jsb 225 a familiar face i'm driving to austin in my pontiac solstice see you there see you there see you there jsb 225 pontiac solstice um von waffensburg shout out to burgundy burnouts for being a fellow trucker Currently coming into Vegas, Vegas, baby, myself to haul 8,000 gallons of gas to California. Huh. There's no pipelines? Mm-hmm. I guess as he's dropping stuff off at, uh, at gas stations. Well, people who haul have their reasons, and it's really not up to you what you haul, I guess. Yeah. 8,000 gallons of gasoline. Well, it'll be lighter than water, that's for sure. Sean Brewer says, thoughts on swapping a Honda K-Series into a Miata NB? It's fine. Naturally aspirated 220 wheel horsepower and 8,200 RPM rent line with minor mods. Swap anything you want into a Miata and it's all correct, even a diesel engine. Because Miata NBs are cheap. Well, all Miatas are cheap. Yeah, fine. I like it. Tell me how it goes. Post pictures like Instagram or anything like that. I'm down. Yeah. Boris T.S. Carl of. Interesting. Thank you for your donation, Boris. Hey, guys. First time checking you guys out live. 
So will you hear from me a few times through the night? Oh, yeah, you will hear from me. And so love you guys. So I suppose we have heard from him in the comments. I recognize the name because he just subscribed to my uh, personal channel, yeah. uh, Limited Time Roman. So thank you for the subscription, Boris. Um, oh, after... I can plug my own personal YouTube as well. It's just Mr. Regular, the YouTube channel. That's all it is. There's just two videos on it, and both of them are vaporwave-based. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Um, I, I did a vaporwave version, and I can't post it anywhere because there's nothing but copyright infringement. Yeah. But I made a vaporwave track of uh, Rod Stewart's Soul of the City. Huh. Do you remember that song? No. It's a song goes, you put the window. Now, I almost had to do plinket, plinket voice. But, <laughs> uh, bring over all your old, mo some of your old Motown records. You put the speakers in the window and the door. And some will listen to the miracles echo through the alley down below. The... <laughs> The music video is insipid as hell. It's like it's it's like a fat. It's it's one of those weird like half animated music videos, but then you can tell they ran out of budget for animation, so it's just Rod Stewart dancing <laughs> in front of a blue screen of a drawn background. It's huh. really weird. God's honest, I the Motown song. Yeah, that's right. Five forty road trips. God's honest, I get Rod Stewart and Barry Manilow confused. Really? Yeah, it's a very strange mix-up to have happen. It's not like Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroon. <laughs> Boris, okay, we got that one. Andrew Snyder. Oh, we skipped Henry. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, no, we didn't. Yeah, because there was another Boris. Uh, well, it's, yeah. Andrew Snyder. Hey, love the show. Just bought my first car, a first-gen Scion TC with a five-speed manual. Well done, sir. Thoughts on the Scion brand? Well, it was a failure because they figured out, they was like, we're going to build a millennial car. Oh, wait, millennials have no money. Yeah. And now Kia wants to make, wants to make uh, now Hyundai wants to make Kia into the millennial brand, and then they're going to find out millennials have no money, even though it's 10 years later. Yeah. So... Uh, I have yet to like the Scion TC was the first youth branded car made during my lifetime that has no balls <laughs> like is just an appearance package and that was successful uh I'm upset that it did well because I don't think it should have because they're not quick. And even our one our one summer intern, Ben Wright, liked the Scion TC. But call me old man Brian because I don't get it. Maybe at that point I saw what the car was, mostly a Toyota Corolla, and was completely unimpressed. At the same time... When I finally get my hands on a first-gen Neon, I will sing it praises to the heavens. Hmm. So maybe the context of Scion is lost to me. 
Maybe. I mean, and I wonder if Ben even still counts as a millennial or if he's not part of the generation that comes after it. What What is this generation that comes after millennial? I don't know. Uh, it has Zennial a name. Or... It's no, something... wait, Z- Zennial is what technically I may be. Yeah. I, I think I'm still tail end of Gen X because I was born in 81. Yeah, you're Gen X. I'm a millennial. Okay. Because um, I think the cutoff point for Gen X was 81. Okay. So, but, and I think cutoff point for millennials, 96. And if Ben Wright's like 20 or mm. was 20, I don't know what he is now. Okay. Or was he 20? I don't see. I don't even know any of these things. Uh, Generation Z. All right. So Gen, Gen Z. Z. Gen Z. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, a regular uh, question says, I'm about to buy my first car. Should it be an MR2 Spider or an NB Miata? NB. Because you get a trunk. It has to be. It's. I'm guessing it's going to be your only car and it's going to be way cheaper. MR2 Spider is going to be hip as shit, but an NB Miata is going to be a car for longer. And believe me, an NB Miata will teach you more about driving than a Spider will. Get your spider later when when you. Anyway, I can go on about that. Um, Boris says, "Here comes Mister Regular, and he has a boner." I'm surprised you can see it. He sprayed his white splooge all over the podcast, and Roman watched with a smile. I think this is when you were putting the liquid band aid on me, oh, which actually okay. uh, has adhered rather well. Oh, good. Yeah. No blood or anything. Okay. Good cool. times. Um, one of the things that I don't find good about um, the liquid bandage is there's no... Like a regular bandage, if you have it on and it's good and tight, you still have friction and can grip something. Like yeah. if you have to type or type or use a mouse, you can still grip with it. That stuff uh, dries smooth. Ah. So... But it's yeah, the side I'm of your the thumb, side so. around it because mm. it kind of feels like there's a thin film mm. that's very slip, not slippery, but you know. Uh, Henry says, "Can I get a Pim's cup?" What's this mean? In a Pim cup? Oh, it's a Burt Reynolds quote from I think Archer because we brought up Archer briefly ah. earlier. Um, let's see, Emilio Acuna Reyes. What do you guys think of Nashville? Well, I thought it should have been canceled when it was, and then they moved it to CMT. No, no I'm being serious. There was a show called Nashville on oh, ABC yeah? they canceled. But uh, no, about the I've always wanted to go to Nashville, but then I think about it, and I'm like, what would I really do there? It's that type of thing. You know, uh, like, yeah, it's kind of an awesome place by all accounts, but I don't know. Like, would I take in a show? Would I... Because live music is cool to me, but it's also one of those things where I'm sensitive to sound mm. in a weird way. You know, I couldn't really go to big concerts, I suppose. Uh, they have a thriving car scene, though, don't they? So we're about the so, Falcon. Yeah, so, I mean, I could just go hit, like, all the cars and coffees that I can that we don't get around here because reasons. Yeah. Go to Memphis and do meth instead, says Victor Bohortel. <laughs> Burgundy Burnout says, Nick. Oh, it's a question for oh, Nick. When you do the RCR stories on Pontiac, uh, please don't gloss over the fact that John DeLorean designed the first Firebird and GM said they couldn't use it, then use it for the C3 Vet, fuck Corvette. Well, I mean, I I uh, mentioned it in the John DeLorean uh, RCR stories that he pretty much designed that first Firebird and he wanted to redesign the 
Banshee, I think. And then they told him he couldn't do it. Uh, or at least I think maybe along those lines. Um, I'm not remembering offhand because my mind is so swirled up in the script of the current RCR stories that I'm finishing for a week from Monday, uh, which I had to record the audio fourth time. So I know that script inside and out wow. to an obnoxious degree. And that's kind of why I brought in like voice talent like yourself and my sister and my mom and Dominic, because I didn't, I got sick of hearing my own voice after a while. And I'm it like, I need weird. something to break this up. And uh, yeah, so I'm thinking we may take a break, a week break after Austin, because I kind of wanted to come back into it and have uh, one video immediately release when we get back, because like we were talking at some point before how November sweeps work on the Internet, just like yeah, they do in, 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 TV. in TV. Yeah. Um, the thing about like, I can also after, cause I assume the RCR stories would take care of that week when we're back from Austin. Yeah. But also I would be working on my, um, New York comic-con, uh, car show, like rip on cars type thing video. Mm -hmm. And I could save that for like the week that we're off. Yeah. And then, uh, if I go to Richmond the week after we get back from, uh, um, Austin, yeah. like I was considering, then I would have sort of, uh, if I go to a cars and coffee there, I would have another car show video yeah. and that's just two things. I mean, they're not going to do as well as like a you car show video, but I don't think it's to the point where I don't think people care that much. Like it's still content. You yeah. Know what I mean, and that's, what's nice about it is you can put something out there into the ether and you know, you uh don't have to really like i'm not as concerned about how people take my solo car show videos anymore because i'm now more comfortable in the format than i used to be mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm looking forward to the new york comic-con video just because it's there's a lot of weird shit there <laughs> so much weirdness and it's just you know there's always this one place in that under that you know sort of uh i guess that awning at the javits center for lack of the a big better open term. area in the yeah, beginning the, yeah the big open area and that's where all the uh you know really weird stuff goes like mm -hmm. cosplay wise you know there was like a guy in a giant ken doll outfit like he was walking around in a box <laughs> and um you know there was a guy who just looked exactly like walter from the big lebowski and nice. all these is, other, is, other is things it, you got his picture with yeah 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 um and it was just crazy, you know? Um, but yeah, like the most, any of my Comic-Con videos ever did, I think I, the first one did like 37,000. But mm -hmm. now I think I'm at a point where if I emphasize that this is going to be more about cars than it is about pop culture or as much about cars as it is about pop culture, mm -hmm. then maybe it'll get more like attention and whatnot. Yeah. That, and I got to think of like other things to call it because I think it's hard to really nail the title thing down mm. for a New York comic con video because it's happening so long after the con yeah. that any bump that you would get from it being a New York comic con video would be kind of moot anyway. Mm, yeah. So it is what it is. It's, I think yeah. maybe I could I could do a bunch of videos or at least at least one I don't know maybe two at uh Radwood Philly where 
at least I'm going to be. I'm, I'm hoping you can be too. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. It all depends on how editing goes over the next yeah. two days because I really, I just need to have this done before Austin yeah. so it's ready and good to go. Um, at the very least, I am going to be at Radwood Philly on Sunday. So I can have a video up then and that will be the week off because I can cut that video in a few hours. If it's just a simple me walking around looking at stuff. Yeah, same thing if I went to like a Richmond's car, Richmond Cars and Coffee the week after Austin. Yeah. Like I would record it on a Saturday and have it to you like Sunday night or something. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, Bless God. you. Thank you. Uh, bathroom. No bleeding this time. Iced Ink says best turnpike service plaza oh, uh, midway it's a good question it's the one where the bob's big boy used to be okay yes yeah there you go that's, that's not there anymore they 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 good they got away it's with not, the it's not there anymore no they got i think big boy as a franchise is done oh they used to make such good burgers though that uh, was their thing yeah that's the one like is almost at like a little bit more than halfway to Pittsburgh during the Pittsburgh one. And that's always the one where I stop. And I think it's midway on uh, I-76. Thank you, Iced Ink. That's a very good question. Randy Bish says, was I just being a shithead kid in high school or was Margaret Fuller actually as a dreadful read as I remember? Easily my least favorite transcendentalist. I'm proud to admit Randy, that I don't remember Margaret Fuller. I'm sure I read something, and maybe that's a, maybe that's the point that I don't remember that. That's a question for Nick when he gets back from P Town. Cat, we'll get back to your question, Randy. Cactus Catastrophe says I have fifty large. Okay, I love these questions. You're buying an American car. What is it, and why? I have fifty grand on an American car. Okay, you didn't specify year. Hmm. What do I want? Is a DeLorean an American car? Or is it an Irish car? Ooh, that's a question, isn't it? And do you consider Tesla? Well, Tesla is an American car. You know what? Fuck the world. It would be a Tesla. It would be a used Tesla. That's what I'd buy for 50 large. Okay, we got two questions. Uh, well, 50, that's my question on buying an American buying car. An American car but Randy Bish has a, has a question about a book that I don't remember reading. Oh, my friend Randy. Oh, well, all right, let's see. Was I just being a shithead kid in high school or was Margaret Fuller actually as dreadful to read as I remember? Easily my least favorite transcendentalist. Um, I don't think that's a bad take. I mean, I think you're getting to the point where it's going to be a dry read anyway regardless of the transcendentalist you choose but it's also you know not everyone's going to be you know Thoreau or Hawthorne um I thought Fuller was fine as far as I can recall it's been a good number of years since I've read anything by Margaret Fuller but ultimately I think uh it's an acquired taste, you know? Um, and I, that's not really that shocking of a take because ultimately you could say the same thing about literally any author, regardless of their discipline within literary theory um, or just literary 
you know, academia. But ultimately, I think Fuller, her... Eh. See, it's hard because I would have to, like, think back to think of who my least favorite transcendentalist is. I mean, I don't dislike Fuller in the same way that I don't really dislike any other transcendentalist. It's just, it's a matter of whether or not the movement really does anything for you, you know? It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a... It's very much a movement of its time, and so yeah. And I know that's like my answer for everything, but ultimately, I don't think. Um, or actually, no. So see, I shouldn't say that it's a movement for its time because movements, by necessity, are kind of malleable across different generations and eras. But you know, um, Margaret Fuller, I don't know. She's fine ish but i can understand why someone wouldn't like her or why she'd be the least favorite transcendentalist author in someone's oeuvre or whatever it's called the o word uh if i have 50 large and i'm buying an american car what is it and why um uh oh man you know i would probably go with a tesla too but just because it's one of those things. Three. Yeah, why not? Why like, not? If you have that money and you have the freedom to be able to get it, then yeah. that might as well be. And it has nothing to do with the whole cult of personality surrounding Elon Musk. It's that if the car wasn't as good as it was, you know what I mean? It's like you're backing it up. Yeah. Um, See, immediately I, I went to thought, well, I'm going to get the super resto modded Ford Mustang. <sighs> And then I think I want an experience that is unlike any other. I want an experience, if I'm going to have, say, 50 grand and I want a lasting experience, it's going to be something outside of my wheelhouse, and that's what a Tesla is. Yeah. Oh, and a quick answer from the regular chat, because he's asked a couple of times, from the one KEA, Roman, have you considered making Spanish language content for RCR or your personal channel? Uh, No, I have not, because my Spanish is terrible. As I mentioned in the really uh, depressing New Zealand diary, I basic or winter diary, I'm basically a coconut, where I, like, you know, yes, I'm Puerto Rican, but it's one of those things where like my Spanish is rusty and I'm not as confident in speaking it as I would be, you know, if I don't know, like it's yes, I'm Puerto Rican, but it's, there's sometimes where you don't feel as much of your culture that you are as much of your culture as you probably should be. And you almost kind of feel ashamed that you're not more in into your culture than you are or more representative of your culture because I love being Puerto Rican. I love Puerto Rican culture, but it's just the language thing is hard for me. Take this as a gringo question because it is. <laughs> but when I see pictures with you and fa- and the family, I wonder where your complexion comes from because everybody else is darker. Yeah, well, no, because they get sunlight. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was inside playing like Final Fantasy all the time. And, you know, I was... I was kind of a late bloomer in the sense that like whether it was with women, whether it was with being social, it all came after the fact. So whereas, you know, other people were out there 
in my family doing things and you know going places and all that other stuff i mean i was really a homebody like i didn't really feel like going anywhere now part Mm. of that was the anxiety but a Mm. lot of it was also just the way that i am and i like that now i'm at a place where like yes i still do have very bad anxiety but the idea 10 years ago that i would be able to fly to austin for x number of days and you know not even really talk to my family or necessarily be around any of them uh mm. or being around home in any of my safe spaces mm. is almost insane to me but it's incredible that you know i'm thankful enough to be able to do this so yeah mm. i can't complain so uh Burgundy Burnout's just weighing in. Uh, thank you for donate, uh, donating your way into the conversation. But for 50 say, do whatever I can to find the cheapest 87. Oh, not even a Grand National. Because a Grand National, you can get in for 50K easy. But a GNX. <sighs> Sexy, eye-catching, and suddenly you don't every single uh, car. Is because it's one thing to show up with a GN. But the GNX is something special. Yeah. I can dig it, Burgundy Burnouts. Boris again. Hello. I want to start riding next year. Take the MSF course, but not sure where to start. Take the MSF course. I am 6'2", 107. Well, you're my weight and you're 11, 11, 0, 1, 2. You're 4 inches taller than me and you weigh the same, maybe even less and wear a triple wide shoe dude <laughs> 3e come at me when you get up to my size which is six damn my feet are i'm a quad sex <laughs> i'm a sex feet uh that's a band name yeah it is um and wear a triple wide shoe yeah we're a sixy uh what is a good brand of riding boots Huh. New Balance. Let me show you the boot I wear for riding. If you're cold and bowed, the car I sold it. This is Tuesday night on Bolin. This is the new balance what's the model number oh it's worn out on the tag does it say it on the side it's very dirty that's why i keep it outside oh man i can't read it anymore it just says new balance it just says new balance well this is a new balance hiking boot that os that i use for riding it is warm it is waterproof and this thing is Ten and a half six E. It is very wide. It is very comfortable and doesn't hurt my feet. So if this comes in six E, this will come in three E. Just says roll bar on the heel. Okay. Uh, New Balance always has for people who don't wear these shoes. Thankfully, you don't have to. Uh, New Balance. Uh, most of their shoes are like the five forty, the three ninety, stuff like that. Um, and I forget what this one is, but if if you just go on Amazon, because that's where I bought these, uh, just type in your shoe size, and then probably this brown boot will come up, and they make these in all sorts of sizes. 
and I've been wearing this for two years riding motors. Uh, yeah, two years. I had this is my second pair of these, so they're fine, huh. and they grip the road when you're stopped at traffic lights really well. Okay, my next question is from Wesley about naked cruisers. I'm just going to put my boot back. All right. So, Wesley Rivera. Hey, buddy bud. What do you think of naked cruisers? I have a 2016 Yamaha Bolt oh, R-Spec, and it's my second bike. And for some reason, it was way easier to ride than the Grom I had before it. Opinion. Well, yeah, you have a wider wheelbase. You have a longer wheelbase. Groms are kind of weird. Groms are a weird bike. They're an, I think of them as novelty bikes, but if you're in a city and that's your only mode of transportation, fucking fantastic. Groms are great. Now I think Yamaha makes a competitor to that. Um, oh, wait, is the Yamaha Bolt the Yamaha competitor to the Grom? Now I think that kind of is. Because I remember I sat on both, and I remember the bolt was larger than the Grom. So yeah, it's probably the wheel. The wheel base wheel base is longer, so it's going to be much more stable and way easier to ride. So that's why. Um, but naked cruisers. Uh, well, that's most cruisers, and I think what. Well, see, when I think of a cruiser bike, I'm thinking of your. It's just a round headlight. It has no fairings. It has a tank and it's a V-twin hmm. or maybe a parallel twin. So I think they're fine. Cruisers aren't really mine. I've had one. Oh, it was almost the standard. And in fact, the background image of the YouTube banner on the, if you go to our page, unless I changed it to the Vagabond Falcon, did I change it? No. The, is it still the uh, exhaust pipes or is it a picture of the Falcon? Oh, wait, the picture of the Falcon is on the Twitter. I think if you still go to the YouTube page, it's just a picture of uh, chromed exhaust headers. And they're from a bike I had. It was, I think, an 85 Yamaha XJ700N. And it was my least favorite bike, but one of the most carefree the probably the most carefree bike i had and i just you know there was a little bit of lying in that because i touched my face as i said that the crappy thing about that was the fuel light would come on at 90 miles so that's like before i had to start looking for a gas station after about 50 miles and how it had a terrible it had a tiny little fuel tank it hardly it carried like a gallon and a half of gas <laughs> it couldn't go far and it was an inline four and it drank gas got like 45 miles a gallon Great for a car, terrible for a bike. And also because it was an inline four, but a narrow frame, but it had four carburetors sticking off with like, y you would squeeze your legs too much. Your legs would touch the end of the, the, the carburetor guards, which would be hot, and you'd burn your legs right through your jeans. So Damn. Uh, it was an odd bike. It had a lot of power, and I only really had it for a year, but it was an interesting thing. So that's my thoughts on naked cruisers. They're kind of my deal, but I'm more of a sports bike rider and a casual, uh, relaxed sports bike rider, hence my GSX 650. Crazy Ivan two times again. Budget weapon idea. Oh, bug out weapon idea. Oh. Any interest in a takedown longbow? What's I, a takedown longbow? I don't know. Is it a kind of crossbow? Let me look it up. Uh, 
here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming takedown is similar to what a takedown rifle is. Because my dad has one. Bixby, what's a... Well, whoops. Bixby, what's a takedown longbow? A takedown bow is a bow assembled out of a riser and to limbs to make a working bow when strung. So it's a bow assembled out of a riser and two limbs to make a working bow when strung. Huh. The answer's nothing. I don't know what Yeah, that, that I have no idea what that is. Where's but Joe Rogan? He would know what this is. He would know what this is, and he would, like, blessedly... Inf- he'd probably have one on hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I had a compound bow for a while. It had a 65-pound pole. I didn't know how to use it, and... The reason I had it is because a friend of mine wanted to get into skiing and I traded my old skis for a bow. Oh, it's just a bow and arrow. Oh. It's just regular, you know. Huh. Yeah. Well. So I bought this compound bow and I bought a bunch of Walmart arrows for it. And I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have any targets. So I went in my backyard and fired some into a hill, into the ground, like fired them into the ground into a hill in my parents yard and they bent when they went in and then i went inside my parents basement and shot one at a chair like an easy chair like the one you're sitting in it went right through the chair (laughs) and clattered across the room Hmm. i guess it slowed down enough going through this chair and or maybe it like hit the floor and kind of just like crashed into a bunch of stuff in in a storage room. I can't remember. And I'm like, oh, this thing is. And then I put it away. And I'm like, I don't really know what to do with this. I took it into the woods and shot at trees, and the arrows went really fast and really far, and I never got them back. And then in my head, I'm like, these are like three dollars an arrow. So what am I doing here? I just shot two and I'm out six bucks. Yeah. So I put it away and who did I give that bow to? I don't have it anymore. I forget who I gave that compound bow to. I'm sure I traded it for something. I can't remember what. Well, hopefully there's no apocalypse where you'll need that bow. I don't think so. I think that's the end of the super chat questions. I think we got uh, one more uh, that was mostly just uh, a yeah. hey, residual. Yeah. Oh, we um, got Cactus catastrophe. We got okay. Got to scroll oh, down. Oh, so three more. Yeah, it starts with uh, Storm Chaser here. So Storm Chaser at, says, "Good evening. Finally able to watch you. I love your show. Just wanted to give a small donation. You guys are great. Thank you so much for the donation. Uh, five Canadian dollars. Um, Lord Machado." Machado, here's to hoping for more historic videos. Um, I'm hoping to make more. And last but not, oh, and thank you for the ten dollars. And last but not least, Cactus Catastrophe. Hello. No more money after this, I promise. <laughs> if both of you had to pick a brand to stand by, what would it be? In regards to what? Yeah, I like don't know if it's car, car brand? brand. I mean, because I've been a Ford guy most of my life, but I go to Toyota. Mm. Like if I had to drive, like. We're playing the long game here. I'm going to buy a car that lasts for a long, long time and go Toyota. Yeah. Um, But yeah, ultimately, and then... I uh, guess a RAV4 would have to be my camera car. 
But that would mean giving up manual because I don't think Rav Fours come as manuals anymore. Hmm. It's choices, choices. Yeah. Um, and then I guess uh, finishing up with a question from the live chat because he's asked it maybe 20 times. Uh, have you ever had someone road rage at you? Which I think is almost kind of like the story you were telling of that guy you laughed at in the Turkey Hill. Uh, yeah, that was lot. that was within the realm of road raging and that it was car related. But um, but like actual on the road stuff. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I've I got I don't flipped think... out, uh, flipped off before. Yeah, but... and people do the long honk at you. Yeah, yeah but and... it's not like someone who's be, who's angered themselves into a state of stupidity. Yeah, they have their dander up and they've all like worked themselves up into a lather and they just want to <laughs> like get you know got to yeah. fight this aggression like they just got out of a rocky movie and need to put that aggression somewhere. But yeah, I don't know. I've never had it happen. So, and hopefully never will. Um I try to be mindful on the road so that I can't like anger someone although i know there are some people who will just get angry anyway like they'll cut you off and then get mad yeah like, oh what are you doing you're boxing me out rogan was talking about how some people leave their house already at level eight yeah so them getting to blow up mode is doesn't take much yeah you're and they're and it's not you they're angry at it's you know their own situation yeah i mean it doesn't take much for someone who's already angry to go from six to midnight yeah so. oh, that's a good line <laughs> six to midnight yeah. well guys thank you so much for watching regular this is 49 so yes, the next 49. one will be the big 50. yeah the big 50 um yeah. i don't think we're doing a podcast next week because we're going to be an awesome well not an rcr podcast we're right gonna do a, another person's thing i kind of want i uh Matt Happel is open to the idea of doing a podcast, but we'd have to go to him, and it may just be me and him, because as of now, I only have these two mics. Yeah. I mean, I have the third mic, but I don't have a uh, a Phantom Power one on the mixing board, So, and I'd have to go to Matt Happel's house while he's watching his kid. Yeah. Um, But I'd love to have Matt Happel on the show and just talk about LS stuff <laughs> uh, for a few hours. Um, but yeah, I guess the next time you see us for an RCR podcast, it'll be the big five O where we talk about Austin t hopefully, uh, talk about my, uh, the, uh, what you guys thought of the, um, new RCR stories and, uh, what else we have planned. Yep. Um, because we're getting right into RCR Austin this coming Monday is the season finale. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like this yeah. Uh, of the season. Uh, of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it's a doozy. So, um, looking forward to i guess seeing you guys again once on the other side of austin yep but looking forward to austin first so yep. anyway thank you for joining us uh i am nick i'm brian and have a great week everyone have a great night i flubbed the line there at the end <laughs> stop